This is a story that I've told very few people. When I was in eighth grade, I was asked out by a guy that I really had my eye on. He was cute, he was nice, and he was very smart. Up until this point, I didn't have any attention from any guy. So the fact that this guy was interested in me was incredible. My little group of girlfriends kind of fussed over it and got excited about it. And of course, we chattered about it like little hens that we were. And he and I started dating steady for two years. Looking back then, that was incredible <laughs> for that age in my life to have a boyfriend of two years. And I wish I could tell you that relationship, everything was just sweet, being puppy love and all, but it really wasn't. We dated that summer between middle school and high school, and it was a lot of fun. Our big group of friends always got together and did a lot of things together. It kind of felt perfect until things were not so perfect. Things started to go wrong. What I remember distinctly, though, is that my friends were growing farther and farther away from me. Yes, I was hanging out with my boyfriend on occasion, but we still hung out as a group of friends, and I still loved these girls like family. And yet I started to find out that they were hanging out together on their own without me and I wasn't being included. They weren't talking to me as much. I wasn't getting any attention from them or at least not as much as it used to be. I had always felt like I was so loved and embraced by this group. I immediately felt on the outside like I had lost something major, like family. These girls were like my sisters. I had no idea how to process all of this. I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't really have anybody else to talk to, um, including my own family. Just didn't feel comfortable, didn't feel heard. So then a lot of it fell on my boyfriend. And remember, he's this really nice guy. And But I didn't reciprocate. And said what I gave him were all of my troubles and asked him to solve all of my problems and help me to understand what did I do wrong? Why wasn't I included anymore? Why didn't they like me? Why was I losing all of my friends? He was compassionate and sympathetic and as supportive as, as he could be. He was a high school guy. What is he going to do? I didn't know how to handle any of this. And it became almost maddening for me to be able to, to go to school, to feel completely isolated, to be completely unloved and unwanted and it got to the point where people probably didn't want to be around me and they didn't want to hear me, including my boyfriend. And so, and so as you can imagine, that led to the demise of that relationship. He broke up with me. I was devastated. He was my only social lifeline left. I literally had no one. I had my family, but I can imagine that they had their own things going on and they didn't fully understand what I was dealing with. And I certainly didn't know how to deal with what I was dealing with. So that led to a lot of tears, a lot of door slamming, a lot of isolation, even in my own house. It was at that point that I was called things like crazy. And it was assumed that I had some sort of imbalance. But looking back, I don't think anything was unbalanced. I just did not have the guidance to manage through all of those situations and the emotions that were coming along with it. Sometimes I still wish that I could resolve all of that. Sometimes I wish I could still gain some clarity as to what the heck happened. But looking back like that really just helps me to understand that 
there's been a trend my entire life that I did not fully understand my emotions and I didn't know how to work through them. And so that's why I really wanted to talk today on this podcast episode about whether it's okay to not be okay. That particular time in my life, I was not okay. And I don't have any good feelings about it. I think I have some really helpful, insightful things to bring up today. If you feel like you're in a state of maybe not feeling okay. And because this episode really kind of dives into the core of our hearts, I do encourage you to be in a, a, a good place when you're listening to this. But what I do want you to know is that you're in a safe place. So if this is the best time for you, then let's rock this out. Let's talk about it and let's cover some things that are going to really help you to navigate and understand how our emotions really play into how we are and who we are. Ready? Let's go ahead and do this. I am so glad that you're here on the Incognito Athlete Podcast today. I am Erica, and this is my 100-pound weight loss journey. So who am I? Who's Erica? Well, I'm a woman who is out to make changes in my life. I want to live healthier and happier. And in doing so, I unlock the mystery behind wellness. It's all in our mindset. So now as a wellness mindset coach, I am making it my mission to share all of these lifestyle and mindset tips and strategies with you and other people who are just so sick and tired of riding the weight loss roller coaster, seeking a one-way ticket to health and happiness. I'm actually really excited to talk with you guys about this topic today because it's one of those things that nobody wants to talk about. We are such complex creatures, and yet we're expected to go through life through this filtered lens and be practically perfect. That is not even close. So I would rather just dive right in into the gritty, the dirty, and actually talk about what it's like to live a life as a human in our society. How do we grow as humans? How do we operate? How can we fulfill our dreams? And how can we live a fulfilling life? And what does that even mean? So outlining this episode, I just want to share with you we're going to talk about the emotions that are often considered the opposite of okay. Then we're going to talk about whether these are healthy or unhealthy emotions. And then I want to share with you my idea of what is not okay. All right. So let's go ahead and start again with what emotions are associated with not being okay. What's the opposite of okay? I am not a therapist or psychologist. However, I have lived enough life and experienced enough as a mindset wellness coach to be able to speak to some of these things. In my own experience, the emotions that have been associated with not being okay are things like anger or frustration. In my experience, I wasn't always allowed to respond unfavorably to others. Their opinions and their decisions were right where I was wrong therefore creating these feelings of perpetual anger and frustration. Another one that comes up a lot in my life history is hurt. I've spent extended periods of time in my life feeling hurt, days, weeks, months, even years. Hurt because of betrayal, because someone didn't show up for me like I thought they would, and because I thought I was more important 
than how I was feeling in a certain situation. Another one that I think is really significant is grief. We can grieve people who have passed on, but even relationships that no longer exist. In my past, because I didn't understand why I would give to others and sometimes never receive kindness, generosity, or love back, created some hurt and grief in what I thought I had. The result of this anger, hurt, and grief that I felt in my life were periods when I was not okay. Are some of these resonating with you? Have you felt like you were not okay when some of these emotions have come up in your life? How long did you sit with them? How did you feel about these feelings? Did you feel even worse because you were feeling the hurt? Like maybe you weren't supposed to be hurt or you weren't supposed to be frustrated. That can even double down on the experience. And that's why I think it's really important that I shift to the other point that I want to make, the second point that I want to make. Although these emotions can sometimes bring up uncomfortable experiences, these are human emotions and they're healthy and normal. If you didn't already know that, I want to remind you, all emotions are healthy and normal. Allow me now to introduce you to Dr. Paul Ekman. If you haven't heard of him before, that's okay. I hadn't either. But in doing some research about emotions, I learned that Dr. Ekman is a psychologist who developed a theory on the basic emotions as well as their expressions. What he does is fascinating and goes far beyond this. But I thought it was really appropriate to highlight the six basic emotions that he developed and devised in his research. They are sadness, happiness, fear, anger, surprise, and disgust. Little sidebar here. Do any of these ring a bell with you? I could not help but recognize them as some of the major characters in the Disney film Inside Out. Have you seen this? It's about a girl named Riley who moves to a new city um, as a little girl and her emotions are working to do their best to help her navigate through all of the new experiences that she has there. The first time I saw this thing, I was so uncomfortable with it. And yet it was a very eye-opening movie for me as an adult that truly made me realize that I do not come from a background where we talk about our emotions, understand our emotions, and learn how to manage them. And here I'm watching this movie with our littles about all these intense, advanced, and introspective ideas. After processing that for a minute, I thought, wow, this is actually really significant to draw their attention to something that is going to be a lifelong pursuit for them to understand their feelings, why they're coming up and how to work through them. So if our goal is to normalize in a way these emotions, is that suggesting that we are to normalize feelings like anger, disgust and fear? Why? Yes, we are, but only in a way that is truly healthy. If we understand them and don't repel against them and resist them, then what we're doing is allowing ourselves to be in tune with our emotions, to allow our emotions to actually tell us something. 
they're an indication of what is not in alignment with who we are. So for me, for example, in my past, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that my emotions were a way that my brain was telling me who I was and what I was not okay with. I wanted people to get in line with me and that's where my frustration and hurt came from. Therefore, we circle around this conversation to explain that emotional awareness and management is key. According to the National Center for Emotional Wellness, the term refers to awareness, understanding, and acceptance of your emotions, as well as your ability to manage through any challenges and changes in an effective manner. My high school self was not emotionally well, and therefore my young adult self was not emotionally well. I'd snap at people, have knee-jerk reactions, hole up in my room, curled in a ball, waiting for someone to come and rescue me and tell me that they loved me. And I had excuses for every single one of these situations. I didn't realize, though, that my emotions and the behaviors that accompanied them were also my responsibility. Let me say that one more time. One of the biggest things that I have learned in my whole wellness journey is that I am responsible for my emotions and my actions. This has been so mind-blowing for me. Although people do not always act in alignment with what I want, they might not meet my expectations, or they might downright do something that's unethical or inappropriate according to social standards and expectations. It's up to me to decide how I'm going to respond. For this reason, I suggest that not being okay is not necessarily always okay, only because the absence of awareness and understanding can be harmful to ourselves. So therefore, I do qualify this statement. I do agree that it's okay to not be okay, that that doesn't make us wrong, weak, or anything of the like. However, it is okay to not be okay while you also seek support, awareness, and management over why we are not okay. There is a reason behind these emotions, and all of these thoughts and emotions are completely valid to you. So instead of operating like I did for much of my life, I encourage you to do the opposite. Don't hole up and wait for someone to rescue you. Speak your truth. Ask for support. This is a strong action that you can take. Be curious about these feelings and tendencies because they are part of you. And by exploring these possibilities, by taking a little time just to learn about yourself, you can open doors to understanding, to emotional wellness, and to all of the other health and happiness goals that you have for yourself. My compassion for you is infinite. No matter where you are in your wellness journey, if you have yet to begin, if you are nearing your goal, I see you and I am here for you in the capacity that I can through this podcast, through my coaching. That's why I'm doing any of this, because I don't want people to suffer as I have suffered. There is hope. There is relief, there is peace, there is joy, and there is achievement. 
ahead of all of us. In order to help you beyond what I've talked about today, I am posting a free list of some really powerful resources that have helped me to develop my courage, strength, and confidence in my own journey. So please do visit unmaskedwellness.com and check out my resources section to download that today. I'm very optimistic that at least one of these things is going to really hit home for you. I'd also love to know if you check any of them out and what you think about them. So you can always connect with me online, especially on Instagram and Facebook at incognito.athlete. Folks, so happy that you were here with me today. Thank you for opening your minds and your hearts to this conversation. I hope that you have received my message of compassion as well as encouragement. Please remember that you are okay and what you feel is okay. You matter so much. Go forward in your day knowing that there is support and love all around you. Seek it, embrace it, and stay in pursuit of your health and happiness goals. See you next week.